Hello out there, my Story Shed crew. Thank you so much for joining us. This is indeed Story Shed, the storytelling podcast for children of all ages. Grown-ups too. Um, horses, hairdressers, helicopter pilots. Everyone is more than, more than welcome to listen to our stories. A new and original story each and every time, written and read by little old me, Jake. This is episode 41 and we have a story called Sammy's Secret. As always, I will be joined by my lovely little helpers Belle and Ida to discuss the story at the end and then I will say a handful of hellos to a few fine folk out there. Anyway, enough with the waffle. Let's get cooking. Let's open the door to the story shed. Come on, folks, help me push it open. You two grown-ups, here we go. Creep! Story Shed, episode 41, Sammy's Secret. Sammy slowly opened his eyes. Those few hazy moments between dreaming and being awake softly melted away. Where was he? What day was it? Ah, home in bed. And Monday. Ugh. He hauled himself out of bed, dragged on his trousers and yesterday's T-shirt. Just a couple of mud stains, no big deal. Toast, cereal, stroke Robinson the cat, swing on his school bag. Bye, Mum. See you, Dad. Don't slam the... And off to school. Sammy's walk to school took him along the beach for about half a mile, up through the dunes, across the bridal path, along the back of the cottages, before eventually he turned into the village, onto Marina Road and the school gates. He did this every day, in every weather, but he didn't mind. His house led directly onto the beach. Within seconds of leaving his front door, his feet felt that familiar feeling of soft sand. This morning, he was running a few minutes late, so he picked up the pace and started jogging. As he reached the far end of the beach, he thought he saw something move on Rainbow Rock. Probably just a seagull, he thought, and carried on to school. Monday went the same way as any other Monday, Sammy trying his very best to understand fractions in maths, taking the whole English lesson to finish his writing, Mrs Shaw trying her very best not to get cross, Michael Matthews throwing a pencil at the back of Sammy's head, lunch alone, P.E. in the afternoon, cold and bored and not touching the ball. Tuesday morning came around and Sammy hauled himself out of bed, dragged on his trousers and two-day-old T-shirt, couple more mud stains, it'll do, toast, cereal, tickle Robinson the cat, swing on his school bag, see you, Dad, bye, Mum, don't slam the... and off to school. Along the beach, Sammy strode. The sun was slowly leaking into the sky, but the furthest corners hadn't yet been reached. The shadows of the night still danced and flickered in the corner of Sammy's eyes. And there it was again. There was definitely something moving on Rainbow Rock. Sammy stood still and squinted, trying hard to see what it was. But whatever it was, it had fallen still now. Sammy carried on to school. 
Tuesday went the same way as any other Tuesday. Sammy trying his very best to understand fractions in maths, taking the whole English lesson to finish his writing. Mrs Shaw trying her very best not to get cross. Michael Matthews throwing a ruler at the back of Sammy's head. Lunch alone. Art in the afternoon. Calm and happy. Painting in watercolours. Wednesday morning came around and Sammy hauled himself out of bed, dragged on his trousers and... Actually, listeners, I'm just going to skip ahead a little bit, if that's all right with you. I'm just going to skip ahead to Friday, because Friday is when it happened. Friday is when Sammy met him. You see, when Sammy reached the far end of the beach, he didn't see a shadow moving mysteriously on Rainbow Rock. He saw a shadow moving on the water's edge, on the beach, only a few metres from him. Sammy slowly tiptoed towards it. He could make out a huge tail flapping slightly back and forth. That is by far the biggest fish I have ever seen, he thought. As he got closer, he noticed an arm. Wait, an arm? Fish don't have arms. Or a body. Uh, or a head. With, with hair, long black hair. Sammy stopped a couple of metres away from the the... Uh, hello, he called. Are, are you OK? Uh, I'm Sammy. Uh, this is Whitecliffe. It's a, it's a village on the south coast of England and, well, there's not much here. I mean, England? Came a croaky voice. Fish definitely don't talk, thought Sammy. Yeah, England, said Sammy. I'm talking to a fish, thought Sammy. Wow, I've come a long way, said the creature, turning to face Sammy. And for the first time, he could see its full length. It wasn't a fish, it was... it was... Um, are you a mer... Sammy began. Man, finished the merman. Yep, I'm a merman, and I'm a long way from home. You're a merman? Yes, haven't we done this? I am a merman. Oh, Oh... You probably haven't seen one of our lot before, have you? Um, no. I forgot I was in England. Yeah, you haven't had mer people around here for two, no, three thousand years. Um, you say erm a lot, don't you? Um, Sammy, I'm Sammy. Nice to meet you, Sammy. Reckon you could help me get back in the water? I'm a bit beached. Sure, Sammy helped to haul the merman off the sand and back into the water. That's better, he said, swimming back and forth. Thanks, Sammy. I'm going to hang around on this rock. Rainbow rock, Sammy informed. Yeah, yeah, sure. Anyway, I'll be around there for a few more days. Wait for the weather to get better before I head home. I might see you around. Um, OK. Wait, where is your home? Sammy called. But the merman had already swam away towards Rainbow Rock. And what did he mean, wait for the weather to get better? It looked perfectly clear to Sammy. That day at school, Sammy was even more distracted than usual. He couldn't stop thinking of the merman. The day passed in a blur and after school he stopped and looked out to Rainbow Rock but couldn't see any movement. Reluctantly, he headed home. The next day was Saturday. Sammy woke before anyone else was awake and snuck out of the door onto the beach. When he reached the end of the beach, he could see movement on Rainbow Rock. He waved his arms above his head and called out to the merman. 
Eventually, the shadow on the rock disappeared, but soon enough, the merman reappeared on the water's edge. Hello, Sammy, he said cheerfully. Hi, what are you doing out there? Sammy asked. I told you, waiting for the weather to get better. But it it looks fine to me, Sammy said, pointing at the clear sky. Not the weather up there, Sammy, my boy, replied the merman. The weather down there, he said, pointing at the water, pointing beneath the waves. The weather in the sea? Yeah, us mer people don't need to keep an eye on the sky. We need to know what's going on down below. I'll show you. I can't go down there. Sure you can. Here, put this in your mouth, the merman said, throwing Sammy a small silver shell. Sammy caught it and looked nervous. Go on, it won't hurt, I promise. Sammy placed the shell in his mouth and immediately started blowing bubbles from his mouth and nose. Big, wet bubbles spilled out as he breathed. Excellent, exclaimed the merman. Let's go, come with me. We're going under. And before he knew it, Sammy was swimming, swimming deep beneath the waves, between huge patches of purple seaweed, dancing in the water, through great swarms of jellyfish and over scuttling crabs. They swam upside down, the sea floor became their sky and the surface the floor beneath their feet. And Sammy could see what the merman meant by weather down here. In front of them were hundreds of swirling towers of sand reaching from the seabed to the surface. The merman pointed and raised his eyes as if to say, See? Bad weather! Sammy and the merman swam back the way they had come and surfaced on the far side of Rainbow Rock. They sat a while on the rocks, looking out to sea, watching the sky soak up the sun. The merman told Sammy how there used to be merpeople in every ocean and sea. Thousands of years ago, the waters of the world were full of mermen and merwomen. But as the amount of humans grew on earth, with their fishing and their boats and their machines and their weapons, the merpeople began to disappear. And now there were only a few hundred left, living in the warm waters of the Caribbean Sea. The merman explained how he had been swimming far from home when a strong current took hold of him and dragged him thousands of miles across the Atlantic to England and on to Sammy's beach. Sammy watched the merman as he spoke, his hair plaited in tiny intricate knots and decorated with brightly coloured shells. The sun reflected off the water on his deep dark skin and Sammy thought he was the most magnificent thing he had ever seen. They hung around together all weekend. They checked the weather below the waves. They swam for miles and miles. They talked for hours on Rainbow Rock. It was the most magical two days of Sammy's life so far. When Monday came round again, Sammy couldn't wait to finish school and head back to the beach. Even Michael Matthews throwing a pencil sharpener at his head couldn't burst the bubbles of excitement that rose in his tummy when he thought about the merman. However, after school, when Sammy headed back to the beach, he couldn't see any sign of the merman. He waited on the sand, looking out to Rainbow Rock. He waited until the sun sank beneath the horizon, but the merman didn't appear. 
The same thing happened the next day, a day at school trying to concentrate, trying to suppress the torrent of excitement in his tummy, rushing to the beach, waiting, waiting, but still no sign of the merman. On the third day, Sammy decided to head out to Rainbow Rock. He rowed over in his dad's old rowing boat and searched the rock for a glimpse of the merman. He must have walked around and around Rainbow Rock ten times. Nothing. Sammy's heart sank into the watery depths of his stomach. He knew in his heart that the merman had gone. He had returned home to the Caribbean. Just then, Sammy spotted something glinting in the sun on a smaller rock in the sea just off Rainbow Rock. He clambered down, waded through the water to reach the object, and a smile spread across Sammy's face when he realised it was the small silver shell. Underneath it was a flattened out and dried piece of seaweed, and on that seaweed was written a note that said, Now you can swim like a merman whenever you like. There we go. That was Sammy's Secret. And now I am joined by my little helpers. Hello, Belle. Hello, Ida. Hi. Hello. Good. Okay, so that was Sammy's Secret. Tell me, um, where does Sammy live? He lives in a house on the beach in England. Fabulous. Yes, so he lives by the sea in England. And um, what is school like for Sammy? It's a bit tough because... The teacher is trying not to be cross at him and somebody behind him keeps throwing pencil sharpeners or pencils at his head. It doesn't seem like he has many friends because he eats lunch alone. Yes, he eats lunch alone. Somebody throws things at the back of his head. He finds the work a little bit difficult, doesn't he? But then what happens to Sammy? What does he... He meets a merman. Fabulous. He meets a merman, doesn't he? And what does he do with the merman? The merman gives him a special shell so that he can breathe underwater. And so they go off swimming together and he shows him how the weather is um, bad in the sea. Excellent. What else does he see under the sea? Can you remember? Purple seaweed and crabs and jellyfish. Tell me about the mer people. Tell me about them and their story. They used to be in every ocean, but then as the population of humans on the Earth grew bigger, um, they were forced to move just to the Caribbean Sea. Excellent. And how do you think Sammy feels about meeting the merman? How does he feel? Excited. Because at school he can't concentrate very well because he's, he's so excited. Okay, and then what happens at the end of the story? Um, Sammy's really, really excited to see his friend, but then when he gets there after school, he can't find him. And he finds a shell on the rainbow bo- on rainbow rock with a letter. Can you remember what the letter says? Now you can swim like a merman whenever you like. Oh, there we go. So maybe, maybe Sammy's life changed at that moment, and he was he found something he could do that made him happy and excited. Excellent stuff. Um, Is there a message behind this story, girls? Magic is real. 
your your life can change unexpectedly because Sammy's life wasn't perfect beforehand, but then um, the merman changed it, opened his eyes, and changed his life. Fabulous. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much to my little helpers, Belle and Ida. See you next time, girls. Um, can I give him a name of Eric, Who? the merman? Uh, <laughs> yes, if you like. Bye. See ya. There we go. Thank you, as always, to my little helpers, Belle and Ida. Fabulous stuff. Now it's time to say a hatful, a handful of hellos to a few people out there. Thank you, as always, to everybody who sends in messages. I love, love, love reading them. If I miss you, I'm so sorry. Just give me a nudge. Remind me and say, hey, I've sent you a message and you haven't said hello and I will do my very, very best. Anyway, here we go. Hello to Arabella, aged six, who sent me a lovely, lovely message. Thank you for your little recording, Arabella. I loved listening to it and your fantastic ideas. Thank you, Arabella. Hello to Noah, Hannah and Luke, listening in Wadsworth in Ohio. Thank you very much for getting in touch, guys. Hello. Hello to Dean and Paige in Kaysville in Utah. Thank you very much for listening every night to Story Shed. I love it. Thanks for saying hello, Dean and Paige. To Tennessee to say hello to Henry, aged six. Hi, Henry. Thank you so much for listening to Story Shed. It means the world. To Mansfield in the USA now to say hello to Zoe. Hi, Zoe. Thank you very much for listening. And I know it was your birthday recently, so happy birthday to you. Fantastic stuff. Hi, Zoe. To Charlotte in Pennsylvania. Hello there, Charlotte in Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for listening to Story Shed. Big, big, big hello to you, Charlotte. Hi there to James in Edinburgh. I know that you turned six recently. I hope you get this message. A big hello to you, James. Thank you very much indeed for listening. Over to Dublin in Ireland to say hello to Glenn, aged five, and sister Dana, aged nine. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for listening in Dublin. Fantastic stuff. Hello, Glenn. Hello, Dana. To Gravesend in England now to say hello to Daniel, aged eight. Hi, Daniel, aged eight in Gravesend. Thank you very much for listening to Story Shed. Hello to Harvey in Oklahoma City. Hi, Harvey. Thank you very much for listening to Story Shed. And a huge happy birthday to you on December the 4th, turning six. Fantastic. Hi, Harvey. Thanks for listening. Back to Utah in the USA now to say hello to Stanley, aged 4.5 years old. Hi there, Stanley. Thank you very, very much for listening to Story Shed. And thank you for your idea for a story about music and dancing or dinosaurs. Fantastic. Thanks, Stanley. Thanks for listening. We're in Bath in England now to say hello to Nye. Hi, Nye. Thank you very, very much for listening to Story Shed. It means a lot. It really, really does. A huge hello to you, Nye, in Bath. We're in Banbury in England to say hello to Oliver. Hello, Oliver in Banbury. Thank you very much for saying hello and a big hello back to you, Oliver in Banbury. Hello to Will Simpson. Hi there, Will Simpson. I know that you've been listening as well to Story Shed. Thank you so much. A big hello to you, Will. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Story Shed. To Los Angeles to say hello to Max. Hi there, Max. I know you've had your 10th birthday recently. Fantastic stuff. A huge belated happy birthday to you and a huge hello and thank you for listening to Story Shed. Hi, Max in Los Angeles. We're in Uckfield now to say hello to Edith, aged six. Hi there, Edith. Thank you very much for listening to Story Shed. I loved receiving your message. A big hello back to you, Edith. 
to Sun Prairie in Wisconsin to say hello to Leon, aged six, and Esme, aged three. Hello to you guys. A big thank you and a big hello to Leon and Esme listening in Sun Prairie. Fantastic. A big hello to Yonka, aged seven. Hello, Yonka. Thank you very much for listening to Story Shed and your idea, a story that has a cat in it. Well, there is one, actually. Philip the cat. Have a look for that one, Yonka. Anyway, thanks for listening and hello to you. To Leeds in the UK now to say hello to Martha, aged six. Hello, Martha. Thank you very, very much for listening to Story Shed. Oh, and hello to your little sister, Mary, as well. Hi, Mary. Hi, Martha. Thank you for listening. It means a lot. A big hello back to you guys. A big hello to Esther. Hello out there, Esther. I know that you've turned eight recently. I hope it was absolutely fantastic. Big hello. Thanks for listening to Esther, who has just turned eight. Hooray! And finally, a big hello and happy birthday to Romilly. Hello, Romilly. I know that you are turning eight on December the 15th. How exciting. And celebrating your birthday with your grandma who's turning 70. Wow, how exciting is that? Anyway, a huge hello and thank you and happy birthday to you, Romilly. A big hello to all of you who've got in touch. Keep those messages coming in. Again, if I've missed you, just give me a nudge and I'll do my best to say hello. There we go, folks. Thank you very much for listening to Story Shed and I'll see you on the next episode.